Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Juliet, hello, great to see you again. And you, Christy Lee. It's been a little while since we've actually been face to face, hasn't it? It has. We've both had some busy seasons that we've been navigating. And uh, at the time of recording, we are heading headfirst towards the end of the year, which is slightly terrifying. It is, absolutely. (laughs) Now, this is actually an episode that I think we have spoken so much about. We actually, listeners, thought we had recorded this content, (laughs) which is quite funny, uh, and we hadn't. So it's clearly a topic that we like to discuss and, and is really important in both of our worlds. And today we're talking about workplace culture. Mm. I think it's a biggie and as you say I think because it weaves through all of our conversations we have felt like we've talked about it a lot so Mm -hmm. um but I think I think it's one we should talk about because I suspect we whilst we talk about it a lot for so many people it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about and it sort of gets put in the too hard basket Mm. I think do you find that Definitely, because I think everyone sees the value in sort of having workplace culture, but it's something that is really actually quite hard to define and articulate and sort of put your fingers around in terms of, you know, something that you can create or have control over. And I think that's where um, businesses tend to come undone is feeling like they don't have control over the creation of the culture or how it all works. So because it is so hard to um, define, I think that's what makes it really tricky. I think that's true. I often talk with teams about um, the iceberg mm. and I see the, the bit of the iceberg that sits above the waterline as the stuff we talk about, mm. which is goals and measures and policies and procedures and all those sorts of things. But the big part of the iceberg that sits below the waterline to me is the culture. It's the way we actually do things, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And I think what what really makes me laugh sometimes is businesses that, have things like their values or their culture written on the wall, you know, like it's something they're really proud of, but the behaviours and what's really going on, like you said, under that iceberg, uh, not at all reflective of the words they're using. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think also for for particularly smaller organisations, and if you've set up your own business, you might never have gone through the talking about your values. You know, you, you probably focus very much on the doing and on the goals and where we're heading and how we're going to get there and how we're going to measure that. And I think it's really common to not have actually thought about values. You just know in your head that there's a couple of things that are how mm. you things to work, but they're often not articulated. And I think that's... Definitely. Um, yeah, and I think when it's your own business, it's just your values that are yeah. that are coming across and they're not something you necessarily articulate to anyone any of the time so it can be a bit of a challenge to actually put those into language I think that's true I mean having said that I've worked in large organizations where I have literally walked down the hall with values posters stuck on the wall and walked into the room and said great tell me about your values and everybody sat there and went um well, I think one of them is integrity <laughs> uh, I think, uh, 
I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, so you can do the other side of that and put them out there, but if you're not talking about them engaging with what they mean, mm. they're, they're meaningless anyway, aren't they, really? Absolutely useless, exactly right. And I think one of the other traps that I see businesses fall into is thinking that, and we'll sort of piece this all together for listeners in a moment as to why we're talking about values and what it has to do with culture, but thinking that values are something that your team should define on your behalf um, yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, your team are going to change. So if they're defining the values, how are you going to have any consistency when it yeah. comes to that? So that's an important factor as well, that values do have to come from the top, from the very top of the Absolutely. leadership. Yeah. Engage the team by all means, but they're not the decision makers about these values. Yeah, no, I think that's really true. And I know you and I have talked about Simon Sinek's take on yep. values and culture. I think it is really, I mean, this is this is the thing, isn't it? As leaders, we need to define the values. Mm-hmm. But we then need to talk with our teams about what that means for how we behave. Yes. Because really those values are only meaningful if they're translated into behaviour. Um, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and to loop that together for the listeners, essentially to create culture, you're combining values and behaviours. So you're getting really clear on what your values are. The team's getting clear about what behaviours display those values, how we embody those values in our behaviours, and that's what creates a workplace culture. Totally. And Mm. and I quite often work with teams where we take those values and we will literally sit down and, and I'll get them to talk about, in order to display this value, I will do this, you know, so we actually use verbs. We talk about what does it look like for how we work day to day, Um, you know, for how they're going to work together, communicate with one another, deal with clients, deal with suppliers, all that sort of stuff. But actually getting the team to define those behaviours is so important, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm in myself because, and I'll be honest with the listeners here, a garbage truck is driving past. That's where we're going. There's no way I'm going to get that noise out of the recording. So right, I've uh, got a puppy, and I can hear it barking from time to time. Uh, yeah. that dog, so. That's the reality of uh, real life recording and live recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, that's absolutely true. We've got to get the team involved in those behaviours, and to have the team keep each other accountable. I think for those behaviours as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think this is where, and I know we have. I'm sure we have talked about this in a previous episode about including behaviours in performance management, you know, in KPIs, in in talking about the behaviours you expect of team members and measuring them against that is a really important part of leading people. And and this is what sustains your culture, really, isn't it? It's this idea that the way we behave with one another is part of the way we measure and manage. Absolutely, yeah. And I think um, I really love to see, you know, culture-based, values-based KPIs in everyone's position descriptions and certainly in performance reviews. And I was just working on some KPIs for a client yesterday and that's what was missing. They had some, you know, measurable stuff around, um, you know, all the the task-based work. And I know that this client is struggling with values and behaviours in the workplace with this particular employee. We need to keep her accountable. Yeah. yeah. And I think that and that's and that is often the hardest thing. But if we can articulate the, the behaviors that come from the values, then we have something that we can use to have those conversations. And I know we've talked about team charters before, 
And again, I think these are really useful for a team because once you've gone through the process of saying how we want to behave, just putting that up somewhere, you know, or disseminating it to a team in some way. And I often do it as that above the line, below the line behaviours. Yes. yes. So above the line are the behaviours we want, um, how we want to be with one another. And then below the line is the stuff we don't want. And I think it makes it so much easier for people to hold one another accountable in a team if you yeah. come up with something like a team charter. So that when people are behaving badly, it's not just the leader that's saying, you know, this is not how we behave in this team. It's the team saying, we agreed that we wouldn't do that. That's below the line. Mm. And I think that it makes it so much easier for teammates to hold one another accountable. Um, yeah, the strongest cultures that I've seen are where team members are keeping each other accountable and this above the line, below the line language is one I see used really commonly because it's so easy it to is. implement. Yeah. And for every it's, it's not it's not language that's difficult for anyone to understand. And when you're defining as a team what it means to be above the line, what it means to be below the line, just calling someone out and saying, I think that's a little a little below the line is simple and yes. and it builds that level of trust instilling the culture yeah and I think I think it's really powerful because being held accountable by your peers is I think often more powerful than being held accountable by your leader absolutely yeah that's so true people don't want to let their teammates down yes yeah yeah, yeah. and it's all about part of that bigger picture of you know wanting to be part of something bigger isn't it too wanting yes. to belong somewhere and when our yeah. teammates are telling us you're you're not you know behaving the way we are all wanting to behave mm. there's that thing about well you know do I belong you know and if I want to belong I actually need to lift my game or behave differently yeah yeah that's exactly right mm. and um I think another way that I've seen culture get really baked in in a successful way is businesses that are including discussions around values and behaviors in their weekly or regular team meetings as well yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've got uh, members of People Powered HR, for example, that in each month, I think they do monthly meetings, mm. they talk about one of their values mm. and just have an open discussion about what does that mean to us? You know, everyone gets to chime in. Have we seen that show up at work in the last month? But we need to be doing better to, you know, really embody this value. Yeah. And they just focus one each month. So it's not overwhelming for the employees. They're not feeling like, oh God, we're having another long session about values, culture. It's yeah. just it's baked in. It's part of what they're doing. I think it's a great thing to do. And I think it also is one of those things I see teams who who pass around the leadership of that discussion mm -hmm. within the team. Yeah. So you know each month somebody else will lead someone will lead the team in that discussion. And it's not necessarily the leader. Mm, yeah everybody involved um in different ways too yeah mm. but I think that's it I think it is this is not something you just do and file away and tick the box no you have to constantly be having the discussions yeah. refine it means yeah just keeping it front of mind for everyone because we get so busy in doing all the things that yeah. if we don't have that lens on we might approach things differently or we might in terms of how um, how we're approaching things, so it does need to be consistent. And I think one of the one of the things I see being a big challenge is actually upholding those boundaries in terms of yeah. what we is is how we're going to display these values and what our team culture is all about. Yeah. And one of my favourite quotes is that you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. Yeah. 
And that piece is one that I think is the biggest, one of the biggest challenges I see business owners and leaders make is they tolerate too much and they don't speak up at the beginning or have that conversation early. And then, of course, it's a slippery slope, isn't it? People yeah. just push and push and push further. Yeah. And I think also it becomes harder and harder to say anything because yes. you put up with things and they're all a bit too small and you didn't feel like you could say or you could or you should say something. Yeah. And so by the time you do, you're probably really frustrated. Mm-hmm. The saying, but I've been doing this for six months. I don't understand why suddenly today it's a problem. Exactly. So it creates all sorts of challenges, I think. I mean, having said that, I think boundaries are really tricky because often, as we've said in the past, you don't often know where the boundaries are until they're crossed or pushed in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That can be really hard. But I do think, I think you're right. I think as a leader, you've really got to be all over this and be having those conversations that say, really, do you think that's acceptable? And I'm sorry about my puppy now. She's just... <laughs> We're going to need to see a be uh, featured video version of the podcast <laughs> at some point. She's very yeah. cute. Yeah. Give me two seconds. Let's keep her out. Um, yes. Yes, I do. I think, I think that constant vigilance thing is really important. And just open communication. And that asking questions, you know, because we're all, I think at the moment particularly, coming and getting life back to normal, things Mm -hmm. are busy because Mm -hmm. often there's not enough people to do everything that needs to be done. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of expectation on people. And I think really it's really easy to drop the ball and it's really easy for people to slip in terms of behaviour. And I think just being able to have those conversations and doing, they've just been curious about it and just being able to say, look, normally you're fantastic at this or you know in the way you do that and I just noticed things aren't working you know is there something going on just being curious and asking questions and giving people a chance to come back I think is pretty important at the moment too yeah because they then know you're watching they know what's important because you're telling them you have expectations yes around agreed behaviors are you seeing that yeah, I'm seeing everyone a little tired, a little um, fragile, a bit burnt out and just yeah. struggle to get through, uh, yeah. often workload or, as you said, resourcing issues and, and things will slip, absolutely. Yeah. None of us are going to show up as our best when we're in that, you know, almost burnout stage. So yeah. definitely having those curious conversations, understanding where they're actually at and how we can support them in that and just reminding them this is, you know, this is what we've agreed, this is how we're doing things and how can we support you to get you back on track with that? Yes. Um, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a big part of it. I think as leaders, and that just demonstrating that we're aware of what's going yes. on. You know, yes. we're not going to let, we're not going to tolerate this. Yeah, and I think for us as leaders as well, when we're also feeling under the pump, yeah. It's being really conscious of our own behaviours and that we are showing up in the way that we would expect our team to show up and leading yeah. by example yeah. because that's something I'm certainly seeing a lot of leaders being a little bit tired and over it, um, time of the year, a whole range of things going on. Yeah. And when I'll say to the team, why aren't you doing that? Their response is, well, the leadership team aren't doing it. So why would no, I do it? 
Right. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, you, you know, we have to lead by example. And if we're not showing our team the way through the busy times or the hectic times or whatever's going on, mm-hmm. we can't possibly expect them to know how to navigate those as we expect them. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, that role modelling in terms of culture is absolutely critical. So without, if we're not role modelling them, it becomes a case of do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. And no one does that. You know? no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> Just ask really any doesn't. of your children. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that, well, so I think really, yes, I, I love Simon Sinek's, you know, values and behaviour equals culture. And I think mm-hmm. if we can keep that in mind, um, establish the values mm-hmm. and then work with the team to work out what that means in terms of behaviour, and just be constantly, I mean, that is one of those things that you might be tweaking, but be mm. constantly aware of how that's playing out in the team, yeah. I think is really important. And that's culture. You know, culture is just how we do stuff around here, isn't it? It's Exactly. It's, it is as simple as that. This is yeah. how we do things around here. Yeah. It doesn't need to be any more fancy, any more complicated. How things are done day to day, that is what is going to create your culture. So if things are not done how you want them done, then a culture is being created that is not in line with what you're trying to do. Absolutely. And mm. once that happens, it becomes incredibly difficult to have the organisation or the team mm. um, that you want. Exactly. Yeah. It, and it becomes, it, it can become resentful, it can become toxic. It, it, it's a whole range of negatives, basically. So, and that probably leads us into what we're going to chat about next episode, isn't it? Which is, how do we change workplace culture? Because that's a that's a very different beast. And, you know, if you're finding yourself in a situation where your culture has evolved into something not what you want it to be, mm. listen into next episode because we are going to talk about how to make change to culture. I think, and if your team is growing fast, mm. I think oh, it's yeah. a really important one too because yeah. things that work with a small team don't necessarily work as we grow. No, and fast yeah. growth is a real challenge to navigate. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you there, Christine. Thanks, Juliet. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.